1: My talkers, we're finally back to some beautiful weather outside. It's nice and sunny. It's very fall-like. Lori and Julia are here to hang out with us for the next three hours. I'm sure we're going to hear a little bit about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion. We've got a special guest author coming up for Lori and Julia's book club. But until then, let's just hear how their night went. Huh? Um, I'm sure well, you guys had something going on last we night. Did, we
0: did. Always. Always. The bowling alley was calling me. And How'd uh, you do? Well, Julia, you know, um, we started out hot hot we beat a real (laughs) good team and we took all the points oh you did i love that one of our guys was doing really bad and he turkeyed out in the 10th which is how you save a score a bowling score what's a
2: turkey again three strikes and oh my gosh
0: nothing boosts your score faster from 100 to you know like yay you saved your game. (laughs) yeah you did and uh, anyway we were having so much fun and we had baseball on and you know, um, just, that was a
1: great game too.
0: It was. It was really fun, and um, then the next two games um, just fell apart. And I only bowled my average twice, which was better than last week because I only bowled my average once. There so you go. My You're averages, building on a foundation. Oh yeah, my okay. average has fallen like twelve points oh, since gosh. the beginning of the season. And um, <laughs> but apparently there was a little scandal. Oh, tell Ooh, me. At the okay. What happened? Tell me. What happened? So it came. To the league's attention oh <gasps> that, that type it, of scandal well i mean the, we are a league i know our 15 teams but are I love a this. league
2: it came to the league's attention oh, the meaning, committee
0: yeah, the, meaning the uh <laughs> pre- the president there's a president well oh, oh. if you bowl long enough you'll be nominated at the bowling banquet get for his vice president and then the next year you have to be president all right got it and so you have one year of hard duty under your belt so anyway uh so there was one bit of good news. We get we're getting another team, so we're gonna have sixteen teams. Kay. Someone's joining next week and they figured out you know how that's Settling gonna work. Everything. it's an all it's an all girl team, so Kay. that's kind of fun. And then but anyway, it came to uh a team's attention that there was a team that had A weighted ball. Eight people. Now our team has ten people and we have had a ten person team for years.
2: So is what's what's it supposed to be?
0: Well, you're supposed to have four regular full time bowlers and then have your subs. Okay. Well, I mean, we've been breaking right. this. It's 30 re- weeks. This is how you save a league is yeah. you have the. And no one's ever caught. And they weren't even calling about our team because our team is never very good. So we're never a threat for prize money. Okay. But this other team is good. Anyway, they took a vote. Our our guy, our buddy Joe, who is on my team, he's the guy who I thought he and his brother were, we're the, the same, same guy person, for but like they're eight, twins, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: for eight years. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, Grant, <laughs> okay. that was that is awesome. Grant, that was for the funny. Eight he years. literally did. Eight years he and then I up. saw
0: them both at a bowling banquet, and I'm like, "What's happening?" I go, "Wait, you two? No, are the same? Not that the was same funny. people? Oh God! Oh man! That was the funny. Thing I've ever done. That's great. So he's now on our team. He's VP. And he brought up the fact, or someone else brought up the fact, well, the My Talk team is, you know, they always got a rotating cast of people. But anyway, they realize uh, Joe gave an impassioned speech that we are trying to save bowling, bowling
2: leagues. Yeah, let's not be tight. Let's, let's not, not be, not be
0: tight yet. if you can't get four or five people to say they can bowl 30. Two weeks oh, of bowling. Oh, please. Okay. It's, it's that's such the longest a commitment. Season, man. It's the longest season. And, you know, and I think actually COVID made everyone go to four person teams. And I think actually that's lightened the pressure on um, the smaller
2: teams that don't have as big of a roster. Yes, yeah, exactly. They don't have to show up so
0: much. And I kind of think it's going to stay four person teams.
2: I would like that because I hate the low. Between bowling. Let's just get it over. I don't like to wait for ten people. Well, and even if you look
0: at any bowling alley, it's always just four seats per table. It,
2: Lori, there <laughs> you go.
0: But leagues have always been five, and they gave uh, you know the WIBC or whatever, the bowling international. It seems like a lot of leagues have done that. So
2: the vote ended up they decided
0: Fine. Let them have eight
2: people. Perfect. Yeah.
0: And you know, keep don't 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 kind look down your nose.
2: people. Yeah,
0: don't look down your nose. But I was like, Joe, I'm hysterical. so proud of you as a vice president giving an impassioned speech
2: That's hysterical. about
0: saving the league because why would we want to make... Like, if we had to do that... We wouldn't
1: be, we wouldn't have a team, sure. Of course, it's nitpicking, you can't be nitpicking when you're trying to just keep something alive, right? We're
2: bowling, too.
0: Yeah, I mean it's- and uh, but uh, my gosh, the bowling alley was packed last night. I'm so the, glad the other eight lanes that aren't being used because we don't have an you know, it's not all it was full of high school kids. Good. And, oh, yeah. it's mea, that's, that's right. True. It is, yes, it's it, it is. is. So they didn't have school, today. but yep. there were like junior high, and they were just like, bowling is fun. In that yes, way, it it's is. a fun thing to do. So, anyway, that was the big that was That's the big, big excitement, and then I was so happy that we were like we we finished like at nine thirty, and I just raced home
2: to watch. Oh, the, the house little, race! House we're gonna were talk about reunion. There right. you go. We need to give a shout out, Lauren, mm-hmm. to Katie, who is Katie. The, Katie, you know who you are. Katie, who is the nurses' case manager at Saint Paul Children's Hospital. I'm, Yes, here's to you, Katie. Um, Our nephew's been there since last Saturday and getting better, but has some just crazy stuff going on. But anyway, so she, so Catherine um, today, you know, she's like, well, the family came in from Bozeman for 36 hours for a wedding last week. And so they each have one pair of underwear, two pair of underwear, two pair of socks. So every day. I'm hotel facilities, yeah, and I do the laundry and what stuff. Did, what and today, are, what are you had a my we, time. Why
0: don't you just go buy them um, a three pack each of them? We, I've not Georgia. had any time. Oh, you've had no time. I've had no time. I could have done that
2: because I'm running the hotel. Oh, got it. Now, no, <laughs> no, and but anyway, <laughs> no, she's I just know. wonderful, and so she's been great to the family. So, I just Katie, you know who you are, and she mm-hmm. listens to us. So, okay. We're just giving it a little love. Yeah. Uh, granted, you just watch sports? Because it was a sports of palooza yes,
0: last it was. night.
1: It was a big night for sports. Yeah, I checked in a little bit on the Astros, not Astros, the uh, Dodgers game. And the Timberwolves last night had yes. their debut. And boy, did they look like, unlike anything any Timberwolves team has looked like in years in this town. That's Something to fantastic. be excited about for yeah. the Timberwolves fans. So, and yeah. then
0: I was recognizing some of the names from the baseball, like uh, Averturo or that guy. Well,
1: Rosario for the Rosario. Uh, former, former the Minnesota... The Former Minnesota twin that we just let go. We didn't want him. Had a four-hit game yesterday, or two days ago right. and a four-hit game last night. He was one hit away from getting the cycle. He broke an NL Playoff League record with two four-hit games in the playoffs. Grant, He's the hottest player in baseball. Were people
0: mad when he got let go by the Twins? I re- I re- recall really. hearing people being mad about that. A little
1: that. bit. They were mad, but... But his
0: mom was mad
1: about it. My mom, too, actually. <laughs> he, he was one of those guys where he was either on fire or not, and he was... Do about ten and a half million dollars, and that's why it wasn't that they, it was it was kind of a money thing. Oh, it wasn't it. that he wasn't good enough. They just and let the him
0: money twins. You yeah. got it. Yeah, whatever. It. So. What are you gonna do? Take, it to, take it to the twins' grave? <laughs> right. Well, okay. the Paul had grave. Oh yeah. God, you're
2: funny,
1: one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, take he, it
2: to the twins.
0: Hottest,
1: grave. Hey, hottest player in baseball right now was yes. on the was on our team last year, and wow. then we let him go. He signed with Cleveland. They he didn't do well there. They traded him, and now Cleveland's also looking like, what did we do?
0: Yeah. So who does he play for? Atlanta. Atlanta. I. Can't Kind of, I'm cheering for. I'm Atlanta. cheering
1: for Atlanta. Yeah. I am too. I, I miss the old days of the Braves in the '90s when they were always in the World Series. They haven't been there since '99. The Dodgers won yeah. one back what two years ago now. And Aren't the game. Astros good again? They are good. They're playing against the Red Sox right now. I want the Red Sox to win. Me too. I'm a little uh, anti the Red Sox and the um, Astros right now because of the the you know the cheating gate and yeah? the, the Red Sox also got caught cheating. It just didn't get blown up as much as oh, as the Astros. Okay, so, fine.
2: So, so 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 I'm fine. There's no cheating in baseball.
1: I'm Why all about. People. the Braves.
2: Alright, there we go. Alright, when we come back... I'm so sorry, we can't get enough of that. Thank you,
0: Grant, so much. Again, my Mutti is always so mad she can't be eligible. She's like, I'd like to win something. I know. I'm like, you gotta live in the state. You gotta
2: live here. I you live know, here. It's, sorry it's just for a little all of our perk. Outstate, out of continent uh, listeners. That's
0: right. Okay, so um, Kate Beckinsale has been making the rounds because
2: she's got a show. Is it on Netflix? Guilty Party. It's on Paramount Plus and Paramount. Amazon. Okay, that's where it is. And it's a dark comedy. It's in its first season where she... It looks kind of funny. It looks... Lori and I watched the uh, trailer today. We're both like, ah, oh. this is- Right up our alley. What happened to her her show she was in last year? The Widow? Widow? Was it The Widow? The Widower or The Widow? It was was so good on Amazon. We loved it. If someone wants a binge show to watch... But it leaves you hanging. I know, but I'm not going to tell people that because it was so good. It was delicious. <laughs> it was it so was. good. We were like,
0: I think it got, de- I think it got kicked around in the pandemic. I, I think, think so too. It happened right before that, if I'm kind of remembering. Yeah, yeah. I I 2019,
1: like it, it came out, and then it got lost in the shuffle of the it, pandemic. It, it did. It was
2: so
0: good, Grant. Yeah. yeah, we loved that. Yeah, and I, I just. Um, I don't know, you know, I've I she's been in, you know, lots of, you know, different
2: movies. Van and stuff. Helsing, the Aviator, Serendipity, Pearl Harbor. People know her. Yes, absolutely. She never seems to age.
0: No, I know oh. it. Well, she she's only like in her forties and she's quite fun to follow on Instagram. She told Howard Stern she's hoping to get more women because she's got a lot of guys following her. Of course, of course she does. Of course she does. But it was an interesting um Interview because I guess 48. I I haven't really I see her once in a while on a late night show but haven't really heard her do that many long um, in deep uh, interviews and Howard Stern he's a fan of her you know he's like loves that movie Serendipity oh that movie's
2: fantastic you with know, John Cusack that just, movie is great I mean he's like a true
0: fan and so like he was like talking to her about all this stuff but a couple things. Um, uh, and I think you had read a story yesterday that her dad was like this very well-known actor mm-hmm. uh, in England who died when she was just five years old. So here's just a little okay. bit of that interview talking about her dad.
1: Your dad died tragically when you were like five years old, maybe.
3: Yeah, five. Uh,
1: which is awful. And and he was a successful actor in in England, yeah. very well known, like a super famous guy in England.
3: Super. I cannot stress to you how famous he was in terms of it being the 70s and there being maybe three television channels. Mm -hmm. And he was in, you know, two or three of the most iconic comedies of the period and everybody loved him. You know, he was just incredibly beloved and died very suddenly and heart um, attack. Heart attack at thirty-one, which was thirty-one years old. You lose, and you're five, and you lose this this charismatic father. Yeah, I mean, awful. And and in terms of how famous he was, it was. I remember confusing when John Lennon died and when my dad died because people were standing in the street with the evening paper, sobbing on both occasions. And I, I can't remember which version of that is which because they were very similar. It was really really intense. But only in England. So yes, obviously John Lennon impacted absolutely every country in the world. My dad, it was it was very much England. Did your mother remarry? She did. Yeah, she met my stepdad uh, when I was nine, and he was a director and moved in with my mum and brought his enormous amount of children, which I was kind of <laughs> shocked by. And, uh, and yeah, and it's great, and they're still together. So oh, no kidding.
0: Yeah, he must be blown out by your success, you know.
3: He's Wild. Wow. He, I I really lucked out with him. He's the best. I mean, we had some you know rough couple of years getting adjusted, but um, no one's been a bigger bigger champion. Like I really do feel lucky that I got you know got to cuckoo in to that.
0: So she went from being an only child. Her dad died at five, right. and at nine, her mom gets together with this director with five kids.
1: What a dream. Yeah. For an only child. No,
0: he, no but it would it'd, be it'd a, be big, a nightmare. Adjustment. Yes. big adjustment for an only child oh, oh, yeah. to I mean, all I'm, of a sudden.
1: I'm an only child. I get that. But that was, man, that was kind of something I wished for every year was all of a sudden there'd be five more of us running around. Oh, but I'm sure my parents sweet. didn't. <laughs>
0: right. and And so, but she had an interesting conversation with him and she was talking about really her... For her her first movie that was a big deal was Kenneth Branagh's Much Ado About Nothing. Oh, I love
2: that. Nineteen ninety three,
0: and she was living with Emma Thompson's mom, and Emma Thompson was also in the movie because she was married to Kenneth Branagh. She was writing Sense and Sensibility. She said no one had trailers; we just lived uh, in this big, huge farmhouse. Right. The whole um, cast. And had these dinners and, you know, she said, I had no idea because she, it took her a while to come to Hollywood. Yes. She was in a lot of...
1: Um... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, Stephen Diener, hosted the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you
0: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S., the person behind
1: all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
0: English period drama. Yes. And when she came to uh, Hollywood, she had her daughter was like... Uh, Fourteen months old, and she said, "I had no idea there were so many vipers and bad actors." And you know, we just—it was like 1998, and her boyfriend was in a play, and she starred in a movie called *The Last Days of Disco* with Chloe Sevigny. Don't in
2: 1998.
0: Yeah. So anyway, and then she also, of course, was in. He asked her about. working for Michael Bay in that terrible movie, Pearl Harbor. Yes. And she I actually,
2: to, I like that I movie. know, but I she delivers
0: it. the terrible line to Ben Affleck about, well, our romance got wrecked because, you know, the Japanese bombed us or something like that. Right. You know, <laughs> but she, it's kind of in Josh Hart, 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 Hart that was in, was in it. Yes. But how Michael Bay really didn't want to hire her, but he ended up hiring, hiring her and, and she said, he said to me, Well, you're going to work out, aren't you? Because they did film mm-hmm. that in Hawaii and okay. there were plans for her to be in a swimsuit. But now this is in the 40s. Yes. She plays a nurse. Yes. And she just said to Howard, She said, I couldn't believe what in England. If no one worked out, I didn't even know what it was. You know? And That's said, so funny. No, we, well, we didn't walked. even know what we it walked. was. We right. went for a stroll, but right. and she said, I get to Hawaii and the customer. Is fitting me, and I'm not only pasty, and but I'm thinking, well, I'm just I'm playing a nurse. It's you know 1941, and um, uh, and and he's just he goes, yeah, this isn't good, and and and, <laughs> and Stern is incredulous. He's like, who who in the 40s was like working out. beauties? Exactly, you know. And she said she had to work out like six days a week. Be, We've heard this about Michael Bay and Megan yes, Fox, what a yes, 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 sexist yes, yes, guy yes. He, he was. But she said, I honestly just couldn't believe it. And then she also told Howard that, and he called her mom to verify it, that uh, her IQ is extremely 152. High. It hampered her Hollywood career, oh. she said. I, I, well, I believe it. I guess a, a 130 is considered a high score. Yeah,
1: 150, that's so intense. So
0: Kate is smarter than Elon Musk on the IQ test. Just FYI. Really? I like Oh, I, cool. like, know, I totally you love like knowing that. That's cool. Yeah. And she yeah. said it's been hard to date guys. She said, but if they're funny, I can handle anything. So, Yeah,
2: Michael Sheen, she has a daughter Pete with. David. Davidson, she dated. She was
0: married to a director. Anyway, we want to watch The Guilty Now. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll be back. We've got a really great author coming up next, Joe Piazza. We'll be right back.
1: All right, till we get to that author, let's take a look at your My Talk traffic right now. A lot of acts. Thanks for
0: hanging out with us. Welcome back to the LoJ Book Club. We are delighted. We are having our friend Joe Piazza join us. Hello, Hi, Joe. Joe. Hi, Joe. Hi, lady. How, How are, you? are you? I'm good. I'm good. I think that I've been talking to
4: you about books for, like,
0: almost a decade now. It feels like Because your first book about your marriage, which that's... Mm-hmm. What was the name of that again? Because it's such a fun read. How to Be Married. How to Be Married. And it was just delightful. And, of course, we had read you... I mean, didn't you write entertainment, entertainment? for a few different... I did, I did. Yeah.
4: I wrote the, go- the gossip things. And we talked about gossip even before that. Yes, we did. And
0: then, of course, we also absolutely loved and adored... Um, uh, Charlotte, Charlotte Walsh, Walsh likes, likes to win. Such... And we keep waiting to see the miniseries. Oh, me too. Me too, my friend. Yeah, uh, I know it. That sadly,
4: was... what sadly happened? Julia Roberts dropped out of that project. Oh. Um, and so now we are trying to figure out a new star and rewriting the scripts Because, you know, Julia, just a little bit flaky. Yeah.
2: Well, and bitchy, apparently.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Okay, but I mean, Joe, she snapped up that book yes, and then she sat on it and didn't I make it happen. It. That must be maddening.
4: So maddening. I'm <laughs> I'm being nice about how mad I am. Yeah, well, I
0: yes, believe please. it. Well, you have a new book and it's so funny because uh, last week or the week before, you would reach out to me on Twitter because you'd send uh, Donnie Love a, uh, an email and it bounced back to you mm-hmm. and we follow each other. And just that day that you sent me that DM, I said to Julia, it was in like... I don't know, Real Simple Magazine or People Magazine, your newest book, which is called We Are Not Like Them. And I'm like, Julia, Joe's got a new book out. We should have her on. And she's like, yeah. And then you send me a thing. So there we were on the same wavelength. I love it. I love it. We're also psychic ladies. Well, it's, you know, we do like, we rely on um, magazines and websites to give us their picks for books because there's just so many good books out there. So
4: many, right? Yeah. I know. Well, we're really lucky. We Are Not Like Them got chosen to be the Good Morning America book club pick.
0: Yes.
4: Um, which is amazing. Because our, this timing is so fortuitous because our interview with Deborah Roberts actually airs tomorrow on Good Morning America.
0: Oh, can't wait. That's, That's awesome. So are you and your co-author Christine will both be on the GMA we're both on GMA tomorrow, yeah. Okay, well tell us about the the book. We are not like them. Rave reviews, people are loving it. We haven't uh read the book yet, but we know we'll love it just based on, you know, everything that we've heard about it and it just sounds right up our alley. So if you could give people the setup. The setup, please, Joe. The setup, I will. And the books are on their way to you. There's so many shipping del- delays. I
2: blame I,
4: everything on COVID. Now. Okay, we, we can. Are.
2: I think that's fair mm-hmm. for the next decade. I feel <laughs> for, like it's... So it's yeah for
4: the next forever. Yes. Next forever.
2: Um, so We Are Not
4: Like Them. I co-wrote it with Christine Pride, who was my old editor at Simon & Schuster. Um, and because this is radio, I have to say Christine is a black woman and I'm a white woman. And we wanted to write a novel about a lifelong interracial friendship um, because we just hadn't seen one in Mm -hmm. commercial women's fiction. And with the whole country reckoning with race right Mm -hmm. now, I mean, especially, you know, where you guys are. We wanted to write a novel that people could dig into and enjoy that they didn't feel preached at. Right. um, But they could start it would help them start conversations about race and The premise of the novel is that our our white character's husband is involved in, he's a police officer, involved in the shooting of an unarmed black teenager. And our black character, Riley, is a newscaster, journalist who has to cover it, but they're best friends. Mm. And for the first time in their life, they have to reckon with what race means between their friendship. They haven't had to go there before. Sure. And in this novel, they really have to go there. Much as Christine and I had to go there in our own friendship through the process of writing We Are Not
2: Like Them. Wow. And, and was, was that just, that must have been unbelievable. Did you guys decide? How did you even decide to work together on this book, though?
4: Well, you know, we both knew that neither of us should write this book on our own because mm-hmm. we wanted to show this story from the point of view of a white character and a white family and a black character and a black family. And we wanted to bring our real authentic experiences in black and white spaces to the table. We've never seen that done before. And so Christine says this better than I do, because she's been in publishing for so long as an editor. But publishing houses typically do publish books that are for a black audience or for a white audience. And we wanted to try to speak to both audiences and we're hoping to be able to start conversations about race that are so hard for people to have. It is, it's like the one thing people are terrified to talk about with each other.
0: Yeah, it's true. People yes. people really are. And what's, what I really think where the book We Are Not Like Them will be a huge book club pick because I know so many groups of, I know two different book clubs that since, george floyd happened the women in the two different b- book clubs have gone away from the books that they typically were reading and they're reading stuff to make them be more aware of their white privilege yeah. so their first book they read mm-hmm. was isabel you know cast yes, whatever her cast, name is. Yes. but i think like you this book because it's, a, you know, it's a fictional novel and you've got the two, you've got a black woman and a white woman. I mean, that's like just brilliant. And that way, if your book club doesn't have a woman of color in it, it it's still, that perspective is there and you're forced to look at it.
4: Totally. And I think it's an easier read, mm-hmm. maybe, that there's some amazing nonfiction out there about race. Right? Yes, race. and it's heavy, but, though.
0: It can be heavy.
4: yeah. It can be heavy. And this is a story about two women that love each other. They mm-hmm. are best friends, yeah. man. And that, like. I think that makes it feel a lot more hopeful and right. less like doing homework.
0: Yes. And that has been the one thing that, because um, I'm going to suggest this for this one book club, because some of the ladies are really wanting a fictional book that they can feel more relatability to. Yes. And every mm-hmm. woman can feel relatability to. There will might be a, there. There very well will be a bump in the road in your friendship at some point over something. Mm-hmm. It's just. It's just. It will happen.
4: Oh. Absolutely. Well, tell these, tell these ladies, I'll zoom into their
0: book club. Oh, you oh, will? Okay, that. you are so lovely. How do we, lovely. like, do people find you on Facebook to do that? Or how do you do they your book club? On,
4: they find me on the Instagram, Insta, okay. Joe Piazza Author, okay. or Joe Piazza on Twitter. On Twitter. Um, and I've got to tell you, these we've had, we've done at least one of these a night, at least one event a night for the past, like, 20 days. And the conversations are amazing. Like people, people just start talking about race in ways that we did not expect. They start opening up. Everyone's like bringing their real life selves to mm-hmm. the table. And it's been so cool.
0: What, what's the one question that you and Christina are, are, have been asked then since you've done so many of these? What's the number one?
4: Well, the number one question is people ask us if uh, Christine wrote the ba- black character and I wrote the white character. And everyone assumes that mm-hmm. we did. And we didn't. We both, we wanted to each contribute equally to each character. We each touched every sentence in this book. Because we were really a check and balance system for the other one. To mm-hmm. be like, okay, we don't want to veer into caricature or stereotypes and we want to each bring the things that I hear in only white spaces to the page. Some That's interesting. things that are very alarming, yeah. Um, and Christine, what Christine hears in black spaces. But we wanted the book to feel cohesive and to make sure that we were getting it right.
2: That's. I yeah. assumed. I exactly. assumed it, of that that was how it was done. So that is really interesting to know. And I, I just want to get out there. The other piece of this is that. You're getting rave reviews and on Goodreads your reviews are fives, almost all fives. I mean, this is like seriously, you're such a good writer. We've read all your other books. You're so good at it and I we can't wait to get these books and read them. But it's an entertainment good book too, you know. Yeah. Besides being heavy and having discussions, it's it's a great read, fast-paced and people are just loving it.
4: I think so, yeah. I mean, it's funny because in a lot of interviews, people are like, I loved your book. I enjoyed it so much. Oh, am I allowed to say that? Right. I just
2: wanted to get that out
4: there. 100%. Yeah. 100%. You totally are. You totally are. And yeah, the Goodreads community has been awesome. So many people are getting it out of the library, which is amazing because I love libraries. And most importantly, people, people are just having easier, easier conversations about race. And it's a fun, it, it's, I don't want to say it's a fun book. It's not a fun book. But it was important to us to write about female friendship, mm-hmm. too, because we see so much romantic love and engagement and like, oh, my gosh, everything ends with a wedding. And then right. it's all perfect afterwards. And we kn- we know that's not true.
0: Uh-huh. And yes. So
4: we, we wanted to show a beautiful female friendship on the page because we don't see enough of them.
0: Right. Oh, I'm I'm so long
4: excited did you, to get the book.
0: How long did you did you and Christine work on? We are not like them. Was it like a year or was it faster than that? It was about two years, and you know the other assumption,
4: um, and you know this is interesting for you guys uh, being in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone assumes we wrote it after George Floyd, and we actually started writing this book in 2018 and turned it in a week before um, wow. George Floyd was murdered. And changed a little bit that summer. I mean, because the world had changed, mm-hmm. but we continued to set it in 2019, which, frankly, there had been so many shootings That's leading right. up yeah. to that too, and that that had inspired us. Right. And the big question at the end of the book is, what does justice look like in this situation? But we were very balanced. We interviewed a lot of cops and mm-hmm. cops' wives, and mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends who are police officers. We did not want anything, you know, to use a bad pun, to be just black and white. There is nuance and there is gray area and there are no clear villains in this book. And it's not a morality tale. Um, We just try, I mean, with We Are Not Like Them, we're just trying to get behind the headlines to see the humanity of right. the
0: people that we don't see enough in the news story. That's true. That's, that's so, that's so wonderful. Uh, we can't wait to read it. I know and I, Joe. And we I, want to
2: talk to you again soon.
0: Yeah. Any, There's any yes, time, please. like when this book gets optioned, you know, who's going to buy, you know, is it Octavia oh. going to just come right out and option this Octavia Spencer or um, Viola Davis? Maybe. Maybe, maybe.
4: we have, to- we've been, we started talks this week. Um, we're definitely looking at it to be a um, serialized TV series. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Have news, as soon as I have news for you, I'll come on.
0: Would you please? Yes. All fine. right. We fine, love it. Of course. And then we can dish, too, about, um, you know, Charlotte Walsh Likes to Win, because we oh want gosh, to see guys, that so book. Oh, for
2: Charlotte Walsh. Okay. Charlotte Walsh Dish. Perfect. And your podcast, and there's so much more, but we got to go. You got to go. We got to go. go. All right.
4: Tell me when you get the book.
2: Joe, Joe Piazza. I'm um, so Thanks, wonderful. Joe. We'll Bye. talk to you soon. Bye, oh, lady. oh Lori, she, I, we love her. Yeah. We love her. And we don't have books to give away because we don't have the books yet.
0: Well, why can't we just give them away and mail them when we get them, or we don't like I'm to wor- do that? I'm
2: worried when we get
0: them. We'll get them, we'll give if them away when we get them. That's what that's we're going to do. Tease. That's, that's the, the tease. That's the longest tease we've ever had. <laughs> it's a month
1: long, who knows? No, yeah, yeah, because knows? I'm
2: scared because they were supposed to be here a long time ago.
0: So I don't want to do that. Uh, that's so fun that they're going to be on GMA tomorrow. Oh, I book know. Pub. The book, again, is We Are Not Like Them by Christine Pride and Joe Piazza. Uh, when we come back... We got to talk about Beverly Hills reunion. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Geez, that was fun talking to our buddy Joe Piazza. Seriously, we go back to like 2006 with her.
2: She used to write for Entertainment Weekly before Mm -hmm. she did her first book. And she also has a a podcast, which I never like to tell people about other podcasts. By the way, we podcast. Right. Um, But Under the Influence, it's a deep dive into mom internet. And using mom's aspirational marketing, she's against it. And so yeah. it's kind of interesting. She has 14 episodes, but she's she's, she's wonderful. Yeah, she's really... And I love... I- I love that when you um said that the one was being made, you know, Julia Roberts snapped it up. What was, which book was that again? She's,
0: Christina Walsh likes to win. Charlotte Walsh, Walsh likes to win and, and and Julie Roberts optioned it right away. And she's she's a political, she's a
2: senator. Yes, and it's a great it's book. It's a great role. And in, then I said she's she's I said, Well well that's kinda of bitchy and she's like, I'm trying to be nice right, right now. Right, right. So she has feelings about Julia Roberts. Yeah. I'd hate it. I think that'd be so hard to get your book option and then have someone sit on it for 10 years.
0: Yeah. You, we've heard this a lot. Well, this yeah. book came out, I think that book came out in 2018. Was it that recent? Oh I Yeah, it was not yeah, either. it okay. was that recent. Okay, so The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Thoughts, Julia? What do you got there, Grant? Okay.
1: This oh, yeah. is the theme song I of the show, it. right? Mm-hmm.
2: It is, Grant. Mm-hmm.
0: Erica, if you tell the truth, you never have to remember all your stories.
2: Okay? <laughs> I... This is, this is a very, very true statement. She has told so many versions
0: of Tom's accident. And Bravo, or somebody maybe on Twitter, did the thing when she, the very first time she told that story, like five seasons ago, to her guy who she's been paying a gazillion dollars to be her stylist. Yeah. Yeah, that, that Tom had gotten an accident while they were gone in Japan. Is <laughs> that but then she said she... Well, maybe, did we she have really audio? say that? Yeah. Okay, here, let's play this. It's She's just such about a liar of all the different Five
1: versions. different versions of her st- Tom's accident. Let's oh, hear it. I that.
0: want to hear this. Mr. Girardi had an accident. I was talking accident. to the stylist. He's fine.
1: So, we five just got back ago. from Tokyo. When, when did you get this call? Like,
2: right after we got home. Close to home, by the way. Oh. So, thank God. So, that was fine. But then, you know, it's just... <sighs> And it could have been so much worse, I'm but... I'm sure
1: a million things probably ran through your head at that moment. Like, you got an accident, like, kind of
2: accident? Where, where, Like, so many questions. Yeah, and so it's, just, it's been a lot, yeah. but it's okay. I mean, you know. He had a head
3: injury, and he broke his shoulder, snapped his ankle, and then broke his clavicle. But what, he crashed into a wall, or what did he crash he Drove in? off a cliff. <gasps> what? And unconscious for 12 hours. Allegedly, Allegedly yeah. yeah. You're the one who told us this. You have not been honest about the car accident. <clears throat> <clears throat> that bitch. My story is true, and it will always be the same,
2: and it will never change. <laughs> Tom had an accident. He, um, um. Uh, I know you didn't see him. You didn't hear from him. In for he thought the woman. Look, my son helped me find Tom. And oh, I oh, revealed no. that in La a in This mm-hmm. accident that people seem to think it, whatever. I was the one that found him. No. I was the one that took him to the hospital. Okay, he was in Turkey. <laughs>
0: she, she just, yeah, no, I mean, so many stories. So this is all on uh, the lawyers. Must how many interns are they paralegals are working on this case? You know, dissecting
1: all that video, dissecting oh. all this
0: video. But she just told so many stories. She should have left it at the first version. <laughs> and her guy, you know, I am to, telling the truth. Yeah, that was like the fourth or iteration of it when she kept going. Um, yeah, um, she um, couldn't um. even figure out what she needed to say. I oh, mean, the, that would be the lead if any story. My husband drove off a cliff. You know, she just said, "Oh, he had an accident." You huh? know what I mean? Every time, so I, I don't know what's going on with Erica, but based on her body language, everything that Andy
2: was, you know, asking her and her horrible pink candy pink outfit that she you just looked like she a doesn't tramp. have a
0: glam squad anymore. She dressed like so bad. A, I,
2: I don't mean to say that so disparaging, but she really looked. Yeah. And then Andy was real shady
0: and showed how, you know, Tom, you know, was he a greedy and controlling old man or was he a sick old man or, you know, what was it? But it was, uh, it was.
2: Here's my line, Laurie. Okay. All right. Tell me. So so what we, what unfolds in this Beverly Hills housewives, this woman, obviously that her husband, that she's not divorced from yet because of the conservatorship hearing for him because he's 80 something. Um, Everyone wants to know if he was so awful because we find out he cheated on her three different times so at least. Says. So she says, yeah. And so if he was so awful, why wouldn't you leave him? And she says, um, what? What? You know, Andy goes, you have a hit TV show, you have a career. I know what you make. Yes. And she says, what? I walk out with two credit cards, they get cut. Am I going to call you? Who am I going to call? Who am I going to call? and and they're like that's not bad you know you you make money and she goes i give every paycheck to my husband
0: yeah. For someone who's so capable of being assertive and an a hole to the guy who's holding her last paycheck,
2: Andy Cohen, you can't tell me she, couldn't she could figure call out how to Bravo open. and tell him to mail a check to her that she could go start up a bank account somewhere else. And open out your own bank my account. My children did that. Yes, yes. I mean, it defies <laughs> logic. She, when she kept saying,
0: I gave it to my husband. I don't believe that. I mean, maybe, okay, maybe that's how they work their money or whatever. Great,
2: But if you want to leave, and you know something's wrong, you can call up your employer and say, I want my own paychecks. Yeah, and she was so rude, I thought,
0: quite honestly, several times to Andy and condescending. She, I thought, he is the guy who's signing your, your only paycheck. reoccurring paycheck, lady. I, I, this woman... And Lisa Rinna is using every soap opera expression she has in her arsenal. Her exaggerated... <laughs> Um, performance is putting her soap opera uh, training and acting skills to work. And I'll just tell you this about Lisa Rinna, that you might not have known this. She auditioned for the first season of Beverly Hills. And they, and they, they rejected went ta- her. They wouldn't take her. And she didn't join until whatever, season five, something like that. But anyway, my goodness. I mean, it's six seasons and we still don't know Lisa She doesn't have a personal storyline, never has. (laughs) I know. Interesting. Okay, Mm -hmm. we gotta go.